Hi, this is Ray Edwards from rayedwards.com, and you are listening to a show I never miss, The Strategic Leader Podcast with Brian Holmes. Welcome to The Strategic Leader Podcast, a program all about transforming minds and developing leaders. Our goal is to challenge your thinking, expand your vision, and awaken the emerging leader in you. Now, here is your leadership mentor and coach, and the host of the Strategic Leader Podcast, Brian Holmes. Welcome, everyone, to episode number 133 of the Strategic Leader Podcast. Hey, we're gathering leaders from all over the world in this online community, and we're focusing on personal and leadership development. I am really excited about today's topic. We're looking at the 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership, a review of John Maxwell's timeless leadership manual. This book has changed my life and the life of so many others, and I know that today's review is going to be something of benefit to you. Well, thanks for being here today. As always, deeply honored that you would be with us on this journey. We long to be some help to you as you grow, as you develop, as you find your way, as you become more of what God has created you to be, and as you become a more influential leader in the space where you're working. John Maxwell's book, The 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership, is a resource that I have found personally helpful in my own life. In fact, it's helped me to measure my own growth, my own leadership competencies and abilities. It has been a very key part of my life and, and frankly, in many ways, has helped me to see more clearly areas where maybe I need to focus and do some growth exercise, if you will. The premise of the book uh, certainly does not say that there are only 21 principles or laws concerning leadership. I don't want to make that mistake at all. But John Maxwell lays out to us that there are 21 laws to leadership that are universally true. No matter where you are applying them, no matter where you are leading, whatever sphere of culture you may be assigned to, Wherever it is, these laws apply, and they work, and they absolutely play a significant part in mine and your ability to administer the influence that we were created to administer in our respective space. You know, we've talked on this program many times about the seven mountains of cultural influence or the seven spheres of cultural influence. Uh, sociologists generally agree that there are seven areas in society that if we can somehow rise to a place of significant influence, significant leadership in these respective areas that over the course of a number of years, you can literally change an entire nation, change a culture. These particular spheres break down as follows. There is religion, there is government, business, family, media, art and entertainment, education, and so on. Entertainment, these are the respective corners where business is transacting, minds are being shaped, uh, agendas are being actually administered and walked out. And whether you're on the leadership end of that or on the 
the being influenced side of that, it is impacting the way you think about things, the way you view life and the world around you. And this is why leadership and influence is so powerfully important. As you know, here at the Strategic Leader Podcast, we subscribe to the idea that every single person is born to lead, is created for a specific purpose, has a design, a particular calling, if you want to call it that, uh, an assignment, if you will. There's something that you can do that will influence the world around you. You have the potential to impact your generation in a very meaningful way. We genuinely base all that we do on that premise right there. Now, in order to to maximize our impact, it's imperative that we grow our leadership. And we do this by addressing a number of key things. Obviously, attitude, belief systems or mindsets. We have to look at our competencies and our skill levels in various areas. I think it's very important, and we talk about it often, that one must have clarity concerning their calling or their purpose. It's it's. We can get up and do the same thing every day and just go about life and let life happen to us. But there is a place that I believe each of us can come to where we have super clear vision as it relates to our purpose, our calling, and the place where we can administer the most influence in our world. Now, in addition to these particular areas, I think we should look closely at what John Maxwell calls in his book, The 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. And as we look at those very closely and very sincerely, I think it'd be a great idea for you and I to measure our current state or our current leadership against those those bars. This book is one of the most profound studies on the subject of leadership I've ever encountered. It It is, in some cases, and should be a manual, a textbook, in universities, in high school classrooms, in churches all over the world because it really does lay a foundation for growing one's leadership in life. I think it should be on your must-read list if you haven't read it. If you have read it, I think you should read it at least once a year and study it and know it. It should certainly be in your library, your personal library. So today on the program, I want us to take a few minutes. It might be a little longer episode than normal, but I want us to go through as quickly as we can a summary a review of John Maxwell's timeless book, The 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. Well, we begin this review by looking at law number one. Law number one is the law of the lid. John Maxwell defines the law of the lid by saying leadership ability is the lid that determines a person's level of effectiveness. The lower an individual's ability to lead, the lower the lid is on his potential. And that's true on the individual level, but here's the other thing. It's, it's kind of troubling because no matter how much you desire to be a, a 10 on the scale of leadership, there really is a cap to your abilities based on several factors. It could be your people skills, your your ability to plan and to strategize. It could be uh, uh, an insufficiency of vision. It could be a lack of dedication to success. Maybe it's past results or past failures. 
The truth is there, there's not a lot of tens in the world. And when you leverage this law of the lid and really look at your own leadership, then you'll be able to, to take a really straightforward look at who your followers are, where they might land up on the leadership scale, and areas in which you can personally grow and raise your leadership lid. Here's the deal. If, if you or I are a seven on the leadership scale, it's unlikely we'll be able to effectively lead people who are eights, nines, and tens. Your skills can offer incredible leadership and value to other people. But if you're going to, to have greater influence, it is paramount that you grow your leadership potential, grow your personal leadership ability, and that, of course, raises the lid or the ceiling on your leadership potential. Law number two, the law of influence. Maxwell defines the law of influence as such. It is the true measure of leadership. Nothing more, nothing less. The true measure of leadership is influence. Nothing more, nothing less. And this is one of John Maxwell's most famous quotes when you hear him talked about or Google John Maxwell or Google John Maxwell slash leadership. You're going to find this quote because at the end of the day, Leadership is influence. If you're not influencing someone, some company, some group of people, some country, some nation, some government, if you're not administering influence, well, you're not really leading anybody. More importantly, uh, this question might should be asked, who are you influencing? What quality of influence are you offering? Uh, you know, an insecure leader often influences people in a way that keeps those people down. They, they protect their own position, their own sense of self-worth or self-value by keeping others down. And that's, that's, that's a level of influence. It's just not an effective one. Leadership is not determined by titles. CEO, pastor, director, manager, uh, man of the house, you know, um, chief, boss, <laughs> none of those titles necessarily equate to leadership. John Maxwell says in the book, true leadership cannot be awarded, appointed, or assigned. It comes only from influence, and that cannot be mandated. It must be earned. He says, when it comes to identifying a real leader, don't listen to the claims of the person professing to be the leader. Don't examine his credentials. Don't check out his title. Check his or her influence. The proof of leadership is found in followers. And then he ends a particular chapter about the law of influence by saying, he who thinks he leads but has no followers is only taking a walk. The law of influence. Number three, the law of process. The subtitle for this chapter in the book is Leadership Develops Daily, Not in a Day. Now listen, we live in instant gratification on steroids kind of a culture. Everybody wants whatever it is they want, and they wanted it yesterday. If we sit in the Starbucks line 30 seconds longer than some in some way we think we should, it, we, we get anxious. We get angry. We begin to honk our horn, and, and when we get to the window to receive our coffee and to pay our tab, we have words for that little clerk that's sitting behind there, the barista that's serving us. Because there is something about the mindset in the 21st century culture that is antagonistic to the process. 
the process. You see, growing yourself is not a, a switch you can flip. You can't buy an online course, pay for it, and then that course is provided to you. You get a login, you get a password, and all of a sudden, oh, I'm, a, I'm, grow, I've, I'm the guy. I, I know all this material now. No, because you haven't engaged the process. You haven't logged in. You haven't clicked on lesson one or lesson two. You haven't gone through the process that's been prescribed for the outcome that was promised. We want the outcome without the process. And the law of the process is all about daily, consistent, plugging away, doing what we know to do to work our way down the line toward the outcome we desire. What can you see when you look at a person's daily agenda? Well, you can look at you can see their priorities, passions, abilities, relationships. You can, you can find out a lot about them looking at their daytimer. How a person spends their time, how they prioritize their day, all of those things contribute to the outcome. You will arrive at a destination. The question is, will you have walked out the process that was prescribed for you, or will you have assumed that just being present was enough? <laughs> I mean, being, being present's a lot. The law of the process comes into play as we set out to lead other people as well. Just John Maxwell says, just as you need a growth plan to improve, so do those who work for you. This means that as we lead others, we have to set them on a course for success as well. Listen, don't be one of the individuals that wants your money and you want it now, you're, that you want your reward and you want it now. Be, be smart and subscribe to, subject your life to, engage in the process because truly the, the destiny, the outcome, the beautiful uh, result that you desire will only be realized when you've actually done the process. Law number four, the law of navigation. This law follows closely after the law of process. Once you've determined the process to get where you are going personally, The next step is being able to navigate your business or organization through the various challenges and obstacles to get where you're wanting to go. In the book, John Maxwell quotes Jack Welch, who is the former CEO of General Electric. Jack Welch said, a good leader remains focused. Controlling your direction is better than being controlled by it. Listen, here's the deal. The law of navigation is where leadership differentiates itself from other voices wanting, just wanting to be heard. Leaders can look back on their past experiences. They can look back on their successes, their failures, all of the things they've gone through, and they can draw on that. And when facing a big obstacle, when facing a massive challenge, when facing resistance as they are leading forward, they're able to successfully, skillfully navigate through the process because they are working with the law of navigation. Maxwell says it this way, anyone can steer the ship. It takes a leader to chart the course. Law number five, the law of addition. The law of addition. This law simply says leaders add value by serving others. The truth is we add value to other people when we truly value them And when we intentionally make ourselves valuable to them. Did you get that? It's one thing just to say I add value to someone, but I want want my heart to recognize the value 
in the people that I'm serving, and then I want to choose to intentionally make myself more valuable to that person. John says in the book, 90% of all people who add value to others do so intentionally. See, the most helpful way that we can do this is to get to know the people we're leading. Do life with them. Get in the trenches with them. Understand their goals, their dreams, their hopes, their priorities. Get to know their family. Know their kids' names. Do life on such a level that we can serve them and add value to them. You see, a lot of leaders look to their constituents, and the attitude is, you're here to serve me. I'm the leader. You're the subject. Therefore, you serve me. You take care of my needs. You make me look good. That is so wrong. That is absolutely not leadership. The law of addition simply says, leaders add value by serving others. Law number six, the law of solid ground. (laughs) I like this one. Maxwell defines the law of solid ground by saying trust is the foundation of leadership. This is perhaps one of the greatest challenges that we face in the 21st century because truly, in all of the seven spheres of influence we talk about, in family, in government, in, in the academic world, the education world, entertainment, media, business, money, all those different areas out there, there is a fundamental lack of trust. There is a cynicism because there's so much corruption and so much greed and avarice and everyone has an agenda. And there is just this, there's been this consistent chipping away at this valuable, valuable commodity called trust. This is true in the church. It's true in the business sector. It's true in government. It's true in every area of society. Too many people are disillusioned with leaders because it has been often abused by leaders who are self-serving, self-promoting. Boy, this is really true of politicians and preachers. (laughs) Uh, Father, forgive me for I have sinned because I told the truth right there. Listen, it's true. It is true. Trust is the most important element in leadership. You don't have trust, you have nothing to offer. The law of solid ground is that element of trust being in place. So how do I gain trust with those that I'm leading? Well, you do so by consistently exemplifying competence, connection, and character. And you have to treat the trust that you have between you and your followers as something that is prized and valuable. Leaders also earn respect and trust by making good decisions by admitting and owning when they make mistakes, by putting what's best for the, their followers and the organization ahead of their own personal agendas. Uh, yeah, you see now why I'm saying we don't have much of that anymore. Listen, you cannot expect to influence a group of people if somewhere in the process you've broken trust with them. Leadership is influence. And to be able to influence someone, I must have solid ground to work with. That's the law of solid ground. Law number seven, the law of respect. Now, similar to the high necessity of trust, there is a real need for this element of respect. The law of respect reminds us that people naturally follow leaders stronger than themselves. This is not just about respecting uh, good behavior. It is about seeing in a leader strength, 
confidence, wisdom, good decision-making skills, leadership. And when someone perceives a leader to be stronger than them, it conjures respect. And where respect kicks in, now the, the relationship between the leader and the follower becomes sealed in such a powerful way. John Maxwell says one of the greatest potential pitfalls for natural leaders is relying on talent alone. Good leaders rely on respect. They understand that all leadership is voluntary. Boy, I love this right here. If you don't hear anything else I say on this episode, hear this about respect. John Maxwell says this in the book. When people respect you as a person, they admire you. When they respect you as a friend, they love you. When they respect you as a leader, they follow you. Wow, the law of respect. Let's talk about law number eight, the law of intuition. John Maxwell says that every person possesses intuition, and people are intuitive in the area of their strength. Therefore, this law says that using intuition, leaders evaluate everything from a leadership bias. The law of intuition is based on facts and instinct as well as other factors such as employee morale or volunteer morale, organizational momentum, relational dynamics. So many things play into this. But intuitive leaders tune in to leadership dynamics. Many leaders describe this as an ability to smell in their organization. Now, I don't mean literally. So I hope you don't walk around going, what's that I smell? No, I'm not talking about physiology here. I'm talking about metaphorically. You can sense people's attitudes. You can sense when morale is down. You can sense when something's just not quite right. Uh, you're able to detect the chemistry of, of the teams in your organization. They don't need to sift through stats, read reports, or examine a balance sheet. They just know intuitively the things are working right or they're not working right. This is leadership intuition. This is the law of intuition. Number nine, the law of magnetism. The law of magnetism states who you are is who you attract. Listen, the truth is, whatever kind of leader you are, you can rest assured you're going to attract similar people. This can be a good thing. And in fact, in a lot of cases, I think it is a great thing. But it's also a call to action to know your weaknesses and seek to grow out of those weaknesses. Because here's the deal. Leaders help to shape the culture of their organization based on who they are and what they do. And not only do people attract others with similar attitudes, but their attitudes tend to become alike. So the longer a follower is around you as a leader, they, they begin to become more like you. Like attracts like. It's the law of magnetism. If you want to grow an organization, grow the leader. If you want to attract better people, well, as the leader, become that kind of person. Who you are is who you attract. That's the law of magnetism. Let's go to number 10 now. The law of connection. Maxwell summarizes the law of connection by saying leaders touch a heart before they ask for a hand. You've heard the old adage, people don't care really how much you know or what you know until they know how much you care. That's true. John Maxwell says like this, you develop credibility with people 
when you connect with them and show that you genuinely care and want to serve them or help them. Listen, the law of connection means that we understand the individual's identity, who they are, what their needs are, what their feelings are, where they're coming from. And this goes back to the piece I talked about a while ago, doing life with people, having relationship. Don't just don't just lead as some, you know, king, whoever the whoever, the fifth, and just pass down mandates. No. Get to know the people you serve. Connect with them on a heart level. They will serve the vision that you provide. And they will follow you as the leader when you connect with them on a heart level. Law number 11, the law of the inner circle. The law of the inner circle. This law states that a leader's potential is determined by those closest to him. In fact, show me your friends and I will show you your future. I believe it was Jim Rohn that said, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. All of those statements are so powerful and so true. To, to leverage this law, the law of the inner circle, then one must surround himself or herself continually with people that you admire, that you respect, that are already further down the road than you are. People that can challenge you, can hold you accountable, can stretch you and grow you. This, isn't, this is unfortunately counterintuitive to most leaders because most leaders are so insecure that if they get around smarter people, more talented people, more successful people, they they get kind of wigged out. They they begin to shriek away. They begin to put up walls because they're they're threatened by the potential in someone else rather than living out their own potential. Maxwell says in order to leverage the law of the inner circle and to increase your capacity and to maximize your potential as a leader, your first step is always to become the best leader you can. The next is to surround yourself with the best leaders you can find. The law of the inner circle. Law number 12, the law of empowerment. Now, following closely behind the law of the inner circle is the law of empowerment. This law states that only secure leaders give power to others. What this means is a real leader, a secure leader, spends the majority of their time identifying leaders in their organization, building them up, pouring into their lives, giving them resources, delegating authority, giving them responsibility, trusting them to do the job, turning them loose to achieve and to grow. It's the law of empowerment. One of our former presidents, Theodore Roosevelt, said this. He said, the best executive is the one who has the sense enough to pick good men to do what he wants done and the self-restraint enough to keep from meddling with them while they do it. Maxwell says this is because to keep others down, you have to go down with them. And when you do that, you lose your own power, your own leadership in lifting others up. You see, empowerment is such a key thing in leadership. If you're not empowering other people, the only other option is to control them. In fact, it was uh, a number of years ago I read the book Principle-Centered Leadership. And in that book, the author talks about there are two kinds of leaders in the world, leaders who empower and leaders who control. The only difference, we're going to go back to another law now, the law of solid ground, the only difference in those two leaders is the leader who controls chooses not to trust anyone. 
The leader who empowers chooses to trust even if it winds up costing him or her something. The law of empowerment. Be the leader that pours into others, that invests in others, that builds up others, that releases others, that activates others, that empowers those who you're serving. Law number 13. The law of the picture. This is this kind of goes along with the old thing, monkey see, monkey do. <laughs> John Maxwell says, people do what people see. At the end of the day, this is one of the most powerful laws of the 21 because at the end of the day, everything rises and falls on leadership. P- people pay attention to what you say, but what really sticks with them and what they emulate is what you do. When leaders show the way with the right actions, the right decisions, the right choices, their followers copy them, they emulate them, and ultimately they succeed because of it. I'll tell you, corruption breeds corruption. You show me a corrupt leader, I'll show you a corrupt culture because at the end of the day, even if he had good people around him to begin with, that corrupt leader will breed corruption because people do what they see. Very powerful, the law of the picture. Number 14, the law of buy-in. The law of buy-in says people buy into the leader. Then and only then do they buy into the vision. John Maxwell writes, many people who approach the area of vision and leadership have it all backward. They believe that if the cause is good enough, the vision's big enough and compelling enough, people will automatically buy into it and follow. But that's not how leadership really works. People at first don't follow worthy causes. They follow worthy leaders who promote causes that they can believe in. This is powerful. You cannot separate leaders from the causes they promote. It simply cannot be done. People buy into the leader. Then they will not only buy into the vision, they will become evangelists for that vision. That's the law of buy-in. Number 15, the law of victory. We're getting there. I hope you're sticking with me. The law of victory states that leaders find a way for the team to win. Listen, I'm going to tell you what, this is a sidebar. John Maxwell doesn't write about this, I don't think, in his book. At least I didn't see it there. But we live in a culture today where, you know, everybody's a winner. Everybody gets a trophy. Everybody gets a ribbon. Here's my, here's my beat on that. There are winners and there are losers, and I believe winning is important. Every leadership station is different. Every crisis has its own challenge. But I think, John Maxwell says, I think that victorious leaders have one thing in common. They share a willingness, an unwillingness rather, to accept defeat. They will not go down. The alternative to winning is totally unacceptable to them. As a result, they figure out whatever it is that has to be done to achieve victory. Leaders win. Famous football coach at Notre Dame, Lou Holtz, said this, you've got to have great athletes to win. I don't care who the coach is. You can't win without good athletes, but you can lose with them. This is where coaching makes a difference. Leadership is everything. Good leaders take responsibility for the success of the team, and they do whatever it takes to lead all the way to victory. Law number 16, the law of the big mo. That's momentum, by the way. This law states that momentum is the leader's best friend. John Maxwell says in his book, because many times momentum is the only thing that makes the difference between losing and winning. When you have no momentum, even the simplest task becomes impossible. On the other hand, when you have momentum, 
on your side. The future looks bright. Obstacles appear small and troubles seem inconsequential. Listen, whether you're a brand new entrepreneur or you've just planted a church or you've just started that new business or maybe maybe you have initiated a new program with your company and it's a brand new thing and it hasn't really left the station yet, whatever it is, just like a train, as we've talked about before, it takes so much energy to get that thing moving and just squealing and squeaking and, and moving forward an inch or two or 10 or 15 at a time. At some point, though, it no longer requires so much energy because physics kick in. This law of inertia, this law of momentum kicks in, and we know that an object in motion continues in motion with the same speed and in the same direction unless acted upon by some unbalanced force. The truth is the same is true when it comes to leadership. Once you as a leader or as a movement or as a church or as an organization begin to experience momentum, it's hard to stop it. And now things that would have been so difficult become very easy. John Maxwell says, creating momentum requires someone who has vision, who can assemble a good team, and who motivates others. If the leader is looking for someone to motivate him, the organization is in deep trouble. Momentum. Momentum is your friend. Law number 17. We're getting really close now. The law of priorities. I've talked on the podcast many times about priorities, but listen, are you being productive or are you just busy? I I have fallen victim to this trap so many times where I have a thousand things on my to-do list and I'm getting some things done in respect to the to-do list. But when it comes to the things that are really important to me, I'm not living my priorities. I'm simply staying busy. You say, well, that's you. No, I'm telling you, that's a lot of people. I bet you at some point in your life, you've experienced the same thing. This is at the heart of the law of priorities, which says leaders understand that activity is not necessarily about accomplishment. When we're busy, we naturally believe that we are achieving, but busyness does not equal productivity. We have to prioritize. We have to continually think ahead. We have to know what's really important, and we have to focus our time, our energy, and our competencies and our strengths around accomplishing and doing the things that are very important to us. It's the law of priorities. Law number 18, the law of sacrifice. Listen, a leader, John Maxwell says, must give up to go up. A couple of weeks ago on the podcast, Sam Chan talked about growth equals change. Change equals loss. Loss equals pain. Therefore, growth equals pain. Very similar to this law here, the law of sacrifice. There is a common misperception among people who are not leaders that leadership is all about position and perks and power and all that kind of stuff. I'm going to tell you what, the life of a leader can look glamorous to people on the outside, but the reality is leadership is about sacrifice. John Maxwell says there is no success without sacrifice. Every person who has achieved any great success in life has made sacrifices to do so. You see, the heart of leadership is putting others ahead of yourself, doing what is best for the team. If you're in leadership to pursue your own personal gain or recognition or some attaboys, well, you're not really a leader. 
leadership is about sacrifice. Law number 19, the law of timing. For natural leaders, many of the principles discussed up to this point, eh, you can probably live by them pretty easily. Even those who may not have been born with the mindset to lead, but who have invested time and effort to grow in this area may have some success with them. Yet, there is this law of timing. This law teaches us that when to lead is as important as what to do and where to go. Here's how John Maxwell summarizes this law. The wrong action at the wrong time leads to disaster. The right action at the wrong time brings resistance. The wrong action at the right time is a mistake. The right action at the right time results in success. Listen, you may try something today and it doesn't work. It may be that you tried something that you know in your heart you, you are supposed to do, but maybe the timing is not right. Timing is everything. Law number 20, the law of explosive growth. Now, the law of explosive growth says to add growth, lead followers. To multiply, lead leaders. So here's the piece. I can add to my tribe, I can add to my followers on Facebook, on Twitter, on LinkedIn, on, on my website. I can, I can, I can calculate and, and do analytics and, and talk about how many friends I have on Facebook and all that. But here's the piece. That's maybe one level of growth, but explosive growth happens when you begin to lead leaders and develop leaders. In this chapter in the book, John Maxwell says, if you develop yourself, you can experience personal success. If you develop a team, your organization can experience growth. But if you develop leaders, your organization will experience explosive growth. He says you can grow by leading followers, but if you want to maximize your leadership and help your organization to reach its highest potential, the only way to do it is to develop leaders. The law of explosive growth. The last one we'll talk about before we wrap up this episode is the law of legacy. A leader's lasting value is measured by succession. What will people say about you at your funeral? It may seem like a strange question, but as a leader, it's a good question to ask. One day we're all going to be gone. What remains of us will be the examples that we set with our lives and the people that we have mentored, coached, poured our lives into, and empowered. That's legacy. John Maxwell summarizes this concept by saying that achievement comes when they do big things by themselves. Success comes when they empower followers to do big things for them. Significance comes when they develop leaders to do great things with them. Legacy comes when they put leaders in position to do great things without them. It's powerful. Our ability as leaders, John says, will not be measured by the buildings we've built, the institutions we've established, or what our team accomplished during our tenure in leadership. But you and I will be judged by how well the people we invested in carried on after we were gone. Legacy 
is the greatest challenge, ladies and gentlemen, a lifelong pursuit of leadership will ever face, but it is also the only thing that really matters in the end. The law of legacy and the 21 irrefutable laws of leadership by the great leadership coach and mentor and author, John Maxwell. We're going to provide you extensive notes from this overview of this great book at brianholmes.com forward slash 133. Be sure to go there and print those up for yourself. Also want to remind you we're offering our free course, The Four Cornerstones for Strategic Living, as a gift to you for subscribing to our email updates and connecting with us at brianholmes.com. Just go to brianholmes.com, top right-hand corner of the homepage there, you'll find a place to access that course. It will absolutely benefit you in a great way. I want to ask you to share this episode with someone that you love and care about. If you know of an emerging leader, someone who is desiring to grow in life, to grow in leadership, to become more, to influence more, I want you to tell them about the Strategic Leader Podcast, about brianholmes.com, about Monday Mastery, about all the things we're doing, because we want to just pour into your life, pour into their lives, and be a resource uh, as you are pursuing your strongest leadership potential. Share this on Facebook, on Twitter, LinkedIn, Google+, all those wonderful places where you hang out. Uh, we want you to help us to get the word out. If you've not already subscribed to the podcast, please do so on iTunes or on Stitcher. We would love to have you in our regular community and have you connect with us every single time we post a new uh, piece of content there. A couple of closing thoughts for you. I believe the 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership by John Maxwell is one of the most fundamental leadership manuals in the world. And I want to encourage you to go to Amazon.com or go to John Maxwell's website and get a copy of the book. In fact, I'm going to say don't even buy a copy of the Kindle ebook or the whatever it is ebook. I want you to go get a physical copy of the book and have it in your library. Make it a part of your your personal development plan. This book, these principles will change your life forever. Study them. Live them. Grow in them. Share them with someone else. Get a mastermind group around you and talk about them. Make a commitment today to raise the bar on your leadership. I know you can you can, and you will impact your generation. I believe that you are born to lead. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Strategic Leader Podcast. We trust that this program has added value to your life and to the development of your leadership potential. You can join our growing community of strategic influencers by connecting with us at brianholmes.com and by sharing this podcast with others who are seeking to take their life and leadership to the next level. May God bless you immensely. And until next time, remember this, you are created to lead.